the other guy's name is Harold Westerling. It's called uh, Old Man Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Man Winkle. Welcome to the What's Up Already podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. Yeah. That was surprisingly normal. I didn't know what to do with that. Um, not all. Not all of it can be cool. And it's a little weird. Whenever we do like a back-to-back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I can't. It's got to keep you all on your toes. I can't do it all the time. Yeah, I can see Alec like... Do I grab the sign? Do I leave the sign alone? It was funny. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, go ahead and hit that follow, like, subscribe button, uh, bell notification so you can keep up with all of our new episodes and live shows. Uh, tell a friend about us. In fact, tell all your friends about us. Um, we would love for them to join us as well. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about House of the Dragon. Dude, heating up. Dude, another good episode. It was, it was, good. It was a good uh, weekend for... The big live shows we had coming. If Andor's just as good, it'd be the best week we've had in a while. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I mean, somewhere in the middle we have She-Hulk, so we still have to get over that hump there in the middle of the week, but we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, this episode was interesting. They made some changes that I want to talk about to the, like, I guess not changes per se, but they filled in some gaps that the book does not have. So I'm interested to talk about that because I actually liked what they did, which shocks me because I'm not a huge fan of that. But that was an interesting episode. I'd like to hear what you guys think because Daddy me, Hightower is back, dude, yeah. and he is ready to rumble. Yeah, good old Otto. Reese fans is amazing. I like that guy. I mean, it's got to be one of the more interesting uh, post-funeral feuds that have been captured in. I mean, fictitious history, but woo, I was. What's the what's the boy's name that caused all the commotion? Uh, Amon. yeah, you talking about the one that rode Vagar there and came back? Yeah. a dick. Is it, yeah, is it's it, Amond. Amond, like he. I mean, as he, I, I knew. He, I was like, oh, there's, there's that dragon. I was like, I wonder if he would. I was like, yeah, hey, he's kind of a pussy. Maybe he won't do it. But then. <laughs> Then he does and goes and does this thing like balls because obviously as Jay just talked about earlier that I've been learning is, I mean, dude could have just died like real easy a little snap of foo a little snack for the dragon dragon's massive and I feel like the dragon was testing him as it went into the sky could have just fallen off and died there too multiple times so I do have to give him props he's a little weasel but he he stepped up and made a big man move and then he came back all empowered is like I'm the shiz I got a dragon like all suck. And then he just decided to take it out on poor mourning children on the opposite side of the fence, and a great little feud ensued, and he lost an eye. But in his words, a price worth paying. I thought it was awesome. I mean, just to see the the parentals feud come through the children and then come back through the parentals, I mean, masterfully done this episode. And you could feel the tension. Like, Lady Allison was just about to... I thought, I thought for a second... No, I mean, no, I didn't think she was going to stab the king. But, man, I wasn't sure what was going to happen that moment. She pulled it out, and then she turned. I was like, ah, that's probably better where you're going to take that anger. But, whoo-wee, man, like, whoa, fireworks. Yeah, there was a lot going on. To be fair, Eamon came back a lot nicer than I would have if I had just bagged the biggest and oldest dragon in all of Westeros. Yeah. I would have been way worse coming back. Fair. 
Yeah, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm a bit <laughs> egotistical. And I didn't even talk about Damien and Rhaenyra doing the little blood, the blood, tinky, tinky. Like They were coupling Matson, okay? They were coupling. <laughs> Got to use the right word here. That tells you how much was going on in this episode, but I think for me, learning more about Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, like this has got to be one of the quintessential just people vying for power and doing what they can. I even talk about, did they fake the Rhaenyra's husband's death or is he like really dead? Got to get some clarification. I mean, mean, that was just at the very end. It was like, boom, all right. Like, well, to be fair, we've only been talking about it for like three minutes. We can get to all these points. I know. I just am like, it's all coming through. I'm I'm vomiting right now. I'm just going to go on mute. No, you're good. So are we talking about Lenor then? Is that what we're doing? Let's talk about Lenor. Okay, so first thing is they they twisted some of the timeline here um, because Lenor actually dies before Lena in the book, in the actual canon, book canon timeline. So, and Lenor is in the book killed by Carl, his lover, but it's done in a market with a ton of witnesses and it's because they were fighting with each other and then they pull out blades and get after it. Now there were rumors and there was only, like I said, this book that this is all based off of is kind of from three different points of view. One of which is mushroom. He's, and they kind of showed mushroom. It showed the dwarf that was in like the wedding party, like two episodes ago or something. They're hinting that that was who that was supposed to be. But Mushroom has like the most evocative point of view. And so he made the, uh, it was like this brief claim that Damon paid Carl to kill Lenor. It was never confirmed. It was nothing like that. So, but he does die after or before Lena, um, which is, it's an interesting thing. So, um, but they, also died pretty close together anyway because it was Lenor's funeral at Driftmark that they were attending when Vagar when Amond claimed Vagar in the book so that was they reversed those roles a little bit and I think it makes sense for the story as to how and they were close enough even in the book I don't know that it mattered much the point is, is what happens and how these kids end up in the the feud. But the other piece with that is in the book, there is no hinting that Lenor survived in any way. But what they've done with this show now is they've really and I get why they've done it. They, they want Allison to be, at least for now, the villain side. That's who you hate. That's who you dislike by extension that follows to her her kids the only one that seems even remotely likable is helena but everybody hates her because she's a little weird but i think they're pointing to her kind of being a dreamer like her family has and so that's why she's a little cuckoo for cocoa puffs but the other thing that they don't touch on is the other side of that with they they have this conversation between Lenor and Rhaenyra where she's basically saying, look, I love you. We tried. And it, in the book, it was never indicated yay or nay, whether they did or they didn't. In fact, in the book, it was Lenor spent way more time away from 
Rainier and because she stayed in court and he went back to Driftmark most of the time. He would come back for major events, things like that. But they've always through the series here made it seem like he was around in some way, shape or form. So they have this interaction where you can't help but feel like both of them are trying to be there for each other. They have a decent friendship and, you know, relationship in that way. So it was really shocking when you see Lenor gets paid off or Carl gets paid off to kill Lenor. But then you see Damon break that servant's neck. And I went, "Uh oh, they're going to fake his death. The four of them. It is so intriguing to me that they went that way but it again it also sets up Rhaenyra as a more sympathetic character there's a lot more like there she's tried her hardest even though she's not necessarily like Allison points out she's not all about tradition and doing things the right way but she's about people and making sure that she takes care of those that are good to her I mean she even tries to be good to Allison right like she tries to give her the benefit of the doubt and say I don't think she's a cold blooded murderer to have her husband or have the heights or whatever the Harwins killed. So it's, they're really trying to push in my opinion, the audience to feel for and support Rhaenyra versus having everybody just be a bunch of pure blood assholes across the board. I think you could solve this entire mess by just saying Damon if you want the Iron Throne, you got to kill people. Yeah. Because he, so far, is the only one who's done any kind of shady, underhanded stuff. He's perfect at it. Yep. Like, you know, break a few necks, a few, uh, few knives in the dark, and you're good. <laughs> Ready to go. Yeah. Instead of all this feuding back and forth, what's Viserys going to do? I we already just... know he's a weak king. Yeah. Damon just enjoys the chaos. Like they yeah, showed in so the creative. inside, yeah, like inside the episode where he's a leaner. Matt Smith's talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, he just he's leaning in. And he's just like watching his family fall to pieces, and he is like, it's about time you got all caught up to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is true, but I would out. That's how I would solve the problem. Just boom, 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 boom. Knives in the dark. Poor Viserys. He just needs to die. Yeah, it's there. It feels like episode season two might they might just dive into the dance of dragons because they're not far off, and it looks like there's another decent time jump coming. Yeah, I was gonna say, and they they jumped like ten years. It looks like. Yeah, which means we might start losing some kids here soon. <laughs> Good. Um. Yeah, it's because well, or the king's gonna die, and we start to see because, um. The timeline, the way it plays out is Amond, the Amond One-Eye, he's 19 when Viserys dies. That's what they call him, is uh, Amond One-Eye. That's his actual moniker after that whole thing happens. But, yeah, he he's 19 when Viserys dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might see – and so then there's a – and once that happens, who shit gets weird – that's when things go kind of crazy. It's not weird um, yet. <laughs> well, that's when things get deadly. How about that? And more so than even because everybody's kind of died in some interesting ways, but dragons start going after dragons. You start getting some fights that, yeah, it's not long before all these kids start going down. Like, 
because they're a bunch of little dicks. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about a uh, grown-up Rhaenyra this time around in the last episode with the first one? I took the words right out of my mouth. Honestly, I find myself being like, well, oh, all right. I guess I don't mind it. She, I, 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 get, I had an active thought about it. I was like, I'm going to ask these guys this question because, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in, I think I had just accepted it. I was like, this is the new Rhaenyra. This is who it's going to be. And I started to forget the old, the younger child Rhaenyra more than I thought i would so i'm okay with it yeah i i'm i liked her in this episode so i was i'm i'm in like i don't think they gave us enough of interactions with anyone in the first episode with her other than it was just her and allison arguing basically and then like the kids and so i think with this one being able to see her interact with some adults and and stand her ground and just kind of start to and i like too because she's kind of always waited for people to make decisions around her and then she kind of did her thing and now she's making things happen like this whole lanor situation like i have a feeling that was her thing right like she's like look i want to set lanor free i need to shore up my claim to the throne by having a targaryen name let's go Right. So I, I thought it was very intriguing and I thought she did great. So I'm 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 on board again. It took an episode to get there, but I'm on board again. Awesome. I like it. I tell you though, I felt bad for uh Corliss Valarian. Dude went yeah. from like hero to zero in an episode yeah. and a half. Like, this poor guy just cannot catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess like uh, one of those because uh, they kind of talked about it with what's her name, Rainus, um, where it's like we could have been happy if you had just let go of the throne, but instead, kids are dying left and right, and we still don't have the throne, and we don't even have a dragon anymore. <laughs> That's uh, rough. Yeah. 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 Poor the Valerian family doesn't well, I mean they don't they don't last. And the you know, they're not the blood of the Valerian's family like it pretty much goes away. They just, out. Yeah, they just kinda Yeah. Between the war at the the wars at the Stepstones that really kinda put a hurting on them and then you have the raiders that come in from uh the some of the other houses and it just doesn't work out very well for the old valerians especially when you start i mean there is no good side in the dance of dragons but by the time you get to the second world the second civil war that they, they don't they don't really exist much might be one or two of them but yeah you're gonna see some there's some the, i i'm looking forward to the the dance with dragons i just it, i'm interested to see how they because we still got what two three episodes of this one left three 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 damn so if the last two dive into the dance with dragons now the dance with dragon lasts a few years um one of the first major fights happens between the two that we the kids we saw fighting in this one so Eamon and and Luceri. so it 
I don't know. I'm interested to see how, where they go from here now that we have another time jump coming. Because that three episodes is a lot. A lot of content. So I do have uh, another question, JJ. Okay. Does it ever come to a head between Kristen Cole and the head of the King's Guard? I don't know his name. Oh, what is the head of the King's Guard? Do they ever throw down? Because in this episode, I got the feeling that this guy was fed up with uh, Sir Kristen Cole. Yeah. To the point of, I'll mess you up. So the other guy's name is Harold Westerling. Call him Uh, Old Man Winkle. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. Um, yeah. So, unfortunately, no. Dang it. If they follow suit, and I'm interested to see how it happens, but Kristen Cole actually becomes Lord Commander. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I guess it kind of um, makes sense. The Queen is in his court. Yeah. Are they sleeping together? No. Oh. At least not. You have to offer three buckets of oranges for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, he was not. Maybe that's uh, what Lady Allison could use is just she a, a better lover. Might help her out a little bit, release yeah, some tension. Yeah, I mean, for sure, that would certainly be. Yeah. Well, then her biggest argument against Rhaenyra goes right out the freaking window, Matson. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Well, she helped get people killed in that castle before, so like, whatever. Black marks on her face too. Do you want me to make you really mad about Kristen Cole? Don't. Okay, yeah, do it. After he becomes Lord Commander, later on he becomes <clears throat> Hand of the King. Oh gosh. <laughs> Which king? Uh, Aegon to Targaryen. Ugh. Well, I guess it makes sense that kid's a moron. Yeah, but still, Kristen Cole, hand of the king. Oh well, I guess I have something to look forward to. That that one goofball Lannister would have been a better choice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about you know. It's never. Yeah, it's never good when, um this kind of fighting they lean into like all the connections right so they have to get themselves this circle of people that they trust that aren't going to turn their back on them and that's after the whole mess with Rhaenyra he just completely leans into you know the greens and so that's he's just their guy so yeah he's he becomes the hand of the king and he's the hand of the king for a minute like if I remember right I'd have to double check. Doing but... a shitty job. If you do a good job as the hand of the king, you don't last long. Fair that's, enough. That's Westeros 101. Yeah. I believe he might actually be around uh, long enough for the second civil war. So like the, the Blackfire rebellions, I could be wrong. I'd have to double check on that, but um it may just be that he doesn't. It may be just this, the Dance of Dragons, that he doesn't make it through. But hmm. yeah. well, thanks for ruining that for me, JJ. All right, but yeah, he. Uh, I used to like him. He, he was my favorite for a little. No, he was cool, right? And then yeah, then he yeah. wasn't. 
he's one of those even in the book like he's one of those controversial characters because he's really likable at first because he's with the targaryens he's with rhaenyra and he's a good soldier right like he fights with for in rhaenyra's name in this tournament and then he and then he becomes her protector for a long time and and then because his honor gets impugned and he gets yeah he becomes a douche and switches side big baby wait how does it become the hand of the king aren't you supposed to be in the king's guard till you die yeah but they can be both like it's not uh, unprecedented for uh a so king's guard a to be in job on his resume yeah pretty much i mean because they're always around the king anyway so they must That's, have been really thin on people. Yeah. I'm going to say the first war doesn't go very well for him right off the bat, does it, JJ? Yeah. No. It, <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, and the best part is, at least when it comes to being the hand of the king for this knucklehead, it's because Aegon II, the little bitchy kid, gets annoyed with his grandpa and says, screw you, dude. <laughs> You're not the hand of the king anymore. Sir Kristen, you're my new hand. Like, it's just, it's complete and utter a child being a child. And you know what I mean? This young dude going, ah, you annoy me, Grandpa. I don't want to deal with it anymore. So he Sounds like he, Joffrey. Yeah, he, very similar. Very similar. Um, Damon, Damon does some nasty shit, dude. Good. Like, and they hinted it. toward it. So I haven't talked about this one yet, but they hinted toward it at the end of the wedding episode. Do you remember like the puddle of blood after Joffrey, uh, Lenor's lover Joffrey got beat up and killed by Kristen Cole. So they had that puddle of blood with the mouse, the rat licking up the blood. So I'm not going to say who, cause that'll ruin it even more, but Damon hires assassins named blood and cheese. And so that's what that was a the foreshadowing of blood and cheese coming eventually. And they they are unpleasant blood and cheese. They are nasty. Uh, Good. Yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> so Well, it makes sense based off the narrative about having it's better to be feared. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna lean into that, I'm sure. Yeah. It it Mm. I'm intrigued to see how they play blood and cheese because they have to bring him in and blood's this like huge mountain of a man and cheese is like this squirrely dude that doesn't even have arms. So it like, <laughs> or is like at some point he doesn't, but he's like arms. He's always he's just this little squirrely dude. But yeah, it, they're like, yeah, it does not go like pinky in the brain kind of um excellent yeah it's not the shit they do isn't good I, there's parts that i'm sure that they'll leave out but i'm interested to see how that goes because there's a I lot of one does a sensible thing and hires assassins dude and it's ugly they don't just assassinate like they they demoralize they before they assassinate giant turds in their victims mouths and then if only that would probably be less ugly than what they do so yeah there's there's yeah queens and children involved and it's just not good Hmm. i can tell you offline i don't want to ruin it for everybody (laughs) but 
it's I'm uh, interested. It's disturbing. I like a is. good diabolical unhinged storyline. Yeah, so there's nothing there's nothing happy coming in this particular set of storylines. It's it's going to get I think we've seen with the wedding between with the marriage of Damon and and Rhaenyra and actually them letting Lenor get away and and kind of go live his life with Carl. I think that's another thing that they might have been thinking is we need to give this like little bead of hope somewhere in this story because once once the stuff gets ugly, these kids get old and and it it gets nasty and you have Damon and you have Aegon and you have Kristen Cole and you have Allison and Rainier and everybody has this axe to grind with everybody else on the other side. And it's been brewing and brewing and stewing for decades because King Viserys just wouldn't die. And he tried to hold them all together and he made them come together and he made them be at celebrations together. So every chance they could have, there was something shitty going on in this group of people and they were all doing nasty things to each other. And then eventually he dies and they the gloves come off. And it is just what vile, disgusting things. Like, yeah, anyway, I'll stop because I'm about to give a whole bunch of shit away. That I, I love stop. it. Going to yeah. ruin it. Yeah, there's a lot to come. And on that note, we better shut JJ up before he keeps going. Yeah, and to do that, Mattson, tell everybody where they can find us. <laughs> You can find us wherever good podcasts can be found. We're excited that our Patreon's been up for about a week. So if you want to get more involved with us and be able to select some things that we watch, uh, be able to see some exclusive trailer reviews or um, just tell us something we have to watch, uh, check out our three different tiers um, on Patreon at What's Our Verdict Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and in many other places. Just search What's Our Verdict Reviews. Our website's under a facelift at the moment. And if you want to chime with us on social media, TikTok is the first and foremost place at What's Our Verdict. Um, you see a lot of movie trivia, a lot of different clips from some of the TV shows we're watching, a lot of fan speculation, things like that. Alex doing a great job. We haven't seen the tiger in a while, so maybe he'll make an appearance. Um, and also on Facebook and Instagram. And obviously we have our live shows here um, and chime with, with us on YouTube and Facebook as well. Uh, Mondays, like we're doing right now, House of the Dragon, Lord uh, Rings of Power. And then on Thursdays, we're doing Andor. Cool, cool. Thanks, Madsen. Yep, we appreciate you tuning in as always, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.